Purdue's Customer Experience Podcast. Delivering great customer experience every time is really, really hard. If it was easy, more companies would be doing it. We all know that ain't happening. That's exactly where this show comes in. Every episode, we take a close look at companies who are getting customer experience right. Whether it's over the phone, over technology such as social media or apps on your smartphone, or in person, there are some companies who are just really good at this. This show looks at what they're doing differently to make their customers love them and introduces us to the people whose job it is to make great customer experience happen. So if delivering exceptional customer experience is part of your business, this is the podcast for you. I'm Pat Perdue, and I'm glad you found us. And welcome back. Thank you, as always, for listening. I'm Pat Perdue, and let's get to it. I'm so excited to introduce you to my next guest, Arlene King. Check this out. As Senior Vice President of Customer Experience at TELUS, Arlene supports more than 6,000 team members here in Canada and 2,800 team members internationally. Her team goes on to provide exceptional customer service to TELUS's 13.9 million customer connections. And along with their other brands, Kudo and Public Mobile, that adds up to making life better for 8.3 million wireless subscribers and over 900,000 TELUS TV customers. If you're outside of Canada, you might not be familiar with TELUS. You know how folks everywhere love to hate their phone company? TELUS customers totally don't get that. Year after year, TELUS ranks as Canada's most loved telecommunications company, and once you meet Arlene, you'll know why. Thanks, as always, for listening. Here's my conversation with the incredible and incredibly nice Arlene King. Hi, Arlene, and welcome to our show. You know, I'm a huge fan, as you know, because you're definitely a person who makes great customer experience happen, and you improve the lives of literally millions of people. So this conversation is a really big deal for me. So welcome, and thank you. Thank you, Pat. It's really a thrill for me because I know how passionate you are about customer experience. So it's always great to talk to like-minded people and share stories and lots of thoughts. So yes, thank you for welcoming me. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so just prior to our conversation, you know, getting my getting my mind into the Telus groove, I was on your website and I was taking a look at all the awards that Telus wins, and Telus regularly wins best communications customer service in Canada and all that. And also tell us regularly places in the top 100 employers to work for in Canada, top BC employer, top employer for young people. Do you see a, a connection between the TELUS employment experience and the TELUS customer experience? Oh, for sure, Pat. I really have found when you think about our journey that we've been on um, when we decided that putting customer first was going to be the way that we do business going forward. Um, we saw a huge difference in our team. When you think about what it meant to our team members to have that overall higher sense of purpose of working for a customer and working for an organization that valued the customer uh, was a huge lift. And all of the focus that we put on valuing our customers and putting our customers first really translated into a cultural change. And I would say, you know, has been key to unlocking the engagement of our team. When we started on this journey, our engagement was probably around 57%, and now it's at a high of 87. 
so uh, fantastic results there. And we really do credit a lot of it to our team members feeling like they're doing work that's important. Great. Thank you. And we have a hugely diverse listenership from from everyday customers to executives to folks who work in the uh, trenches of customer experience. When you say engagement rate, what does that mean? Well, we do a survey from an external organization, Aon Hewitt, which are highly rated as one of the best measures of uh, engagement. And uh, so we ask our team uh, some questions about how motivated they are to stay with TELUS, how motivated they are to strive for TELUS, as well as how motivated they are to say good things about TELUS and and be ambassadors. So those three themes come across around how we measure engagement. And um, it's obviously a confidential survey done by a third party. And yeah, we've used them for many, many years. Wow. And uh, as you were describing it, it struck me how similar a standard customer experience survey might be in terms of likelihood to recommend mm-hmm. and stuff like yes. that. So really interesting parallels. You mentioned when TELUS made the decision to to formally put customers first. And for those international folks, I'm just going to speak to the folks who are listening to the podcast. For those international who are outside of Canada, you've heard, you may have heard of Zappos or Southwest Airlines, but for here in Canada, TELUS is a similar kind of company where TELUS has long been uh, regarded as the leader in, you know, putting customers first for telecommunications. But at some point, Arlene, that was, I guess, a formal decision Mm -hmm. that customers would be placed first. So what changed? What changed since we started doing it, Pat? Or yeah, in in terms of I guess business practices, did anything else change to say now that we're putting customers first formally, we're doing this thing differently? Yeah, well, it's been quite a journey, I would say. <laughs> Even though I wear the customer experience title and the, let's call it the customer experience hat, this is everyone's role at Telus, and this has to be done as a team sport. So. It's been a journey for us since uh, probably late 2009, 2010. And, you know, when you have a lawyer from the legal team reach out to you and say, how can we simplify our contracts and service terms? Because they know and they feel accountable to improve the customer experience. You know that things have changed. But, yes, it's been a, a, a definite journey. So I'd say we probably started with one of the key things was it was made a priority at the top. Our CEO, Darren Entwistle, made it clear under no uncertain terms that this was our number one priority. And soon after, a large part of our team members' remuneration was based on shared focused customer metrics. So everybody has a role to play and it's everybody's duty to understand how they impact the customer experience. But I'd say for our team in particular, in the customer experience team, we had to start at the very foundation, I'd say. Um, we started with looking at what the barriers were. We took it, looked at our barriers and actually started to address the cultural things. So I know you, Pat, and I both agree that nobody comes to work wanting to do a bad job. And usually there's barriers that we unknowingly put in our team members' way that cause us to fail our customers. So one of the things that we did that was really monumental for our team members was that we eliminated call time. And as you know, most call centers are focused on how much time it takes you to process a call. And we knew that was getting in our team members' way. So we took that away. And oh my goodness, what a difference we saw for our team. 
it was a huge win for our customers, but also a huge win for our team members because they knew we were serious. It was very symbolic for them that it wasn't just a sign on the door or a mantra that everybody repeated that we were actually meaning to do business differently. So that's was, you know, one of the things we started with. We also had to look at our leadership team and we knew we needed to support them through better coaching skills. So we made an investment there. We also started sharing stories and every Monday to this day, our team members across the whole organization, all leaders get an email from our CEO about where we've failed customers. And these stories can't be swept under the rug. And it's there to kind of remind us that there's still work to do. We can still make a difference for customers. We still have um, some valuable work to do for our customers. There's still some customers uh, that need to be listened to. So, and I think the other thing that changed, Pat, would be we went to market as one team. We decided between all of my peers, myself, uh, the leader of the stores, leader of the field force, the marketing team, uh, the digital team, that we were going to market as one team. And that made a phenomenal difference. We decided everything we take to market, we'll take together. We didn't get everything right, that's for sure. <laughs> but when we did go to market, we were going together, looking out for each other, making sure that our customers would stay, their journey was going to stay connected throughout uh, whatever we were bringing to market. So I'd say those are the big things that we, that was our foundation that we had to start with. And it's kind of like when you, you're Maslow's hierarchy, right? Like it's don't give them probiotics if you haven't given them food and water and shelter. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. So that was how we started our foundation. And then it's been a great evolution since there. And it speaks to the difference between customer. There's a lot of crossover on this show between these topics, customer service and customer experience. Mm. And can you speak to a little bit of how they're different and where there might be crossover? Well, providing good customer service is kind of transactional or event based. That's the way I think about it. Maybe a one time thing. And good customer experience is about serving our customers well over their whole journey or their life cycle. And if you think about good customer service, I'd say maybe you had a great interaction with someone in the moment and maybe possibly it even thrilled you. But if you actually work on following up that customer's journey and spend time thinking about the next parts of their journey after that fabulous moment, that's when you know that you're actually working on customer experience, where you don't take those one fabulous moments, you actually take that fabulous moment and then say, what next is going to happen to our customer and how do we uh, work out those details? I'd say if I had an example that really inspires me, it's um, the example that I had or this the experience I had at the Shangri-La in Manila. Did I ever tell you the story? No, I don't think I heard it. Oh, it was so fabulous. <laughs> I left the um, Shangri-La. I was checking out that morning and ready for my flight. And when I got to the counter, the woman at the, at the counter said, before I check you out, could you look in your handbag and check that you have your passport and that you, do you recall emptying all the valuables out of your safe? And I said, oh, wow, that's true. I should check that. I have my passport. Thank you for asking. And yes, I recall emptying all the valuables out of my safe. 
And she said, okay, great. We'll proceed to the checkout. And she said, before I close your bill, can I ask you, can you check in your wallet? Do you have 540p? Because it's going to cost you that to get out of the country at the airport. And if you don't have it in cash, I'll give it to your bill and then give it to you in cash. Because I know that you don't want to be looking for cash at the airport. The lineups for the ATMs are very long. And um, that's one more thing we can avoid. So I looked in my handbag. I had 540 pieces. I said, okay, all great. I'm going to close out this, uh, this bill. She says, while I'm going over here to get your printout, she reached under the counter and she pulled out a form and she said this is the immigration form you're going to need here's a pen why don't you fill this out while you have everything here um, your passport at your disposal we don't want you hanging on to a corner somewhere trying to watch your bags and fill out the form at the same time and you'll be all set for your journey through the airport and I thought wow now I'm checking out. I have no opportunity to give her more money at this point. <laughs> it's not like she's upselling me to something else. But really, those three questions sent a message that they cared about the next things that were going to happen to me. And the journey did not end when I checked out. It actually ended when I got safely on my way to the airport without calling to say, oh my gosh, I forgot my diamond ring. Or where's my passport? And you think about that type of service. That truly inspires me so I think about that story and it inspires me so many times to keep looking for ways of anticipating needs of our customers and kind of to keep pushing on thinking about what's the next part of their journey that our customers are experiencing. So if a customer buys a roaming pass and is going to England, wouldn't it be great if they knew if you're in an emergency, don't dial 911, you need to dial 999. Things like that, which really is not part of the traditional transaction, but it is part of the experience of using your phone abroad. And that's what we want to make easier. So that Shangri-La story to me is one that inspires me all the time. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. And as you were telling me that, I was comparing, you know, she took a little bit more time with you mm -hmm. than, than the average person who's checking out. And for those listening, you know, if you ever check out, particularly if it's a business hotel or, or you know, or something similar, you might have gotten your bill beforehand. So all you pretty well have to do is wave to people and say, <laughs> you know, I'm gone. Exactly. So, uh, and I was comparing that story to what you said earlier in our conversation, where one of the first things that TELUS did when making the shift to strategically putting customers first is remove what's known as handle time or call time yeah. in, in defining that for the folks who are listening as in a lot of different organizations, agents are under pressure to keep calls as brief as possible or within a prescribed uh -huh within a prescribed duration and going over that will actually can cost yes. the agent bonus money or get the agent in trouble. And nobody had an average interaction time for the person that you were talking oh, to. Sure. So she was able to go outside of that and do all this extra value stuff. Exactly. And you know, what did, what did it cost them? It cost them a few extra minutes and of her time to ask me those three questions you know, maybe every six months, some guy goes to the airport and gets a whole bunch of these immigration forms, but I'm told this story probably a hundred times, now 101, and <laughs> I will always go back to the Shangri-La just because of the fact I know they care about uh, my whole experience. 
One of my questions that I was curious about, and maybe you've answered it, is if as a customer, if you put your customer hat on, how do we know if we're dealing with a customer experience centric company or a company that's interested in providing me with, you know, good customer service, but that's about as far as their thinking goes? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think customers should start to feel like they're treated as an individual, that they're not somebody that is a number. I think customers should feel that there's more continuity maybe or less handoffs making your life a lot easier, Uh, less stating of policies, actually anticipating needs. And that's why we've launched our TELUS personal representative to help make some of those very, very easy. You know, we should be looking at taking a end-to-end approach. So as a customer, you should be able to feel that they've taken care of my journey till I get the outcome that I want, not just the transaction. And for us, our TELUS personal rep, I don't know if you've heard some of our commercials about this, but we're launching a, a service called the TELUS personal rep where you have a dedicated team member and that person, you know their pers- that person's name, you're able to email them, leave voicemails, and that person's accountable for your, your experience. So a lot of the common issues that our customers would typically feel in the past would be, you know, I, I can't reach the same person I just spoke with. I want to continue that dialogue. So really having somebody that actually follows your journey until you get the outcome that you want. So if you're new to TELUS, your personal rep would support you until your first bill comes. And then that team member would ensure that you're satisfied after your first bill. So it'd say, in the past, we might have thought, hey, an activation or an onboarding of a new customer ends when they leave the store with their phone working. But actually, no, that experience extends until they have their first bill and understand it and pay it. So your personal rep is really key in being able to do some of those things. So I'd say when you start feeling as a customer that this company is taking care of me and my journey, they understand what I need, then you should be able to feel that. And it sounds for a mom and pop store for a very small company, it's almost business as usual because you got only a couple of people that you're going to deal with anyway. But for in the introduction, I referenced how many people (laughs) actually kind of roll up into your into your area of accountability, both in terms of employees and customers for those army sizes of people, it's no small achievement to be able to have create a personal representative offering for so many customers in such a large, complex organization. Yes. (laughs) I would say that it is a challenge. There's a number of complexities, but with each kind of some of those complexities comes opportunity as well. So part of the complexity is about technology changing. So the needs of our customers are changing. So if we think about ever-changing expectations, then that's uh, something that we have to keep our finger on the pulse of very closely. Uh, But when you talk about the number of team members that are involved in these processes, I'd say a couple of things. One is we have to purposefully design the processes with anticipating our customers' needs as much as possible and then get out of your team members' way. So if you design a great process and our customers have different needs, let your team members 
bridge the gap if they need to. So I'd say good customer service or a great customer experience depends on consistency, but at the same time, you have to teach your people to be comfortable in the gray. And having more guidelines than rules, to me, uh, really helps. How you teach your team members to make decisions and good judgment calls, not how to follow rules. I do think that most organizations don't empower their people because it's scary to give 7,000 people the power to give away money if they need to. So you're thinking about, oh, 7,000 people times so many dollars a day. The numbers can quickly get anyone (laughs) quite scared. But every time, Pat, that we've empowered our people, they've proved us that we've done the right thing every single time, every time. And the more you focus on the right behaviors, the more you focus on allowing them to make great judgment calls, but also as leaders, the more we put pressure on ourselves to design great experiences and processes that anticipate this, the less they have to get involved and... um, that's to me has been part of how we've been quite successful is that we've been focused on both creating a great experience, but also empowering our people. Wow. And, and thinking about that and both you and I have been in contact center world and customer service world for a long time. That's a 180 degree turn from the typical environment, which can be very prescriptive for agents and for team leaders and managers to say, these are the rules that you need to follow. Don't exceed those rules really down to the minute and second of how long we're going to be on the call with someone. So it's such a different mindset. It is. It is. It's interesting. My uh, family member of mine was in the grocery store and heard couple of people that she knew talking and she joined the conversation and the woman was telling the story that her husband had uh, passed away six months ago and the morning that she got a call from the hospital and was told you know you need to come in it won't be long now of course she you know hung up and the first instinct is I need to get to the hospital and then her next instinct is I need to tell my children and she looked at her phone and noticed she had three minutes left and she has to call her kids and she's wants to get out out the door on the run. So she called Tellus and she got this rep named Alan. I since found out his name and she was obviously distraught. And she said, I just need to call my children right now. I only have three minutes left. Their father is dying. I need to call them. Just, you have my credit card number on file. Just give me some more minutes. And he said, actually, I'm going to give you nationwide calling and texting for the next week so you can take care of your family. And that meant the world to her. And she, here she is in a grocery store six months later telling people about that experience. But more importantly, we helped her at her moment of need. Our team member felt empowered. He didn't have to call a manager, get a special approval, He just did it because he knew it was the right thing to do and improved her life that day on that important moment, which I feel those are the times, you know, that 
that agent Allen, if he wasn't trained to make good judgment calls, he probably would have just followed the rules and just done exactly what she asked him to do. Add more minutes mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. But he really thought, okay, what does this customer really need this week? That to me, those are the stories that uh, keep inspiring us to do more on that side and to prove to us that investing in the customer experience is the right thing to do. Wow, what a great story. And we're nearing the end of our conversation, Arlene. Thank you so much for your time. Already? Yeah, I know. Time flies. And <laughs> you've been great. And I, and again, I so appreciate this. From time to time in my world, I meet senior executives. And you truly are probably the nicest senior executive that I know. And so uh, so you're, you're an excellent ambassador for TELUS's customer-first mentality because you are as nice as you are. And you do take this stuff to heart personally. So, uh, so it really comes yes. across. So thank you very much. And I do have one quick question. Getting back to the complexity of customer experience, you touched on something that even right in the beginning of our conversation, you even got a, a letter from a lawyer, an email saying, how can we make this contract a little less wordy? So there's, there are so many departments mm -hmm. within such a large organization that themselves may not see themselves as an impactor of the customer experience. How does an organization make that change, that, that huge cultural shift? So if I don't have the customer in front of, a, in front of me right every day, I'm uh -huh. still going to remember that I impact that experience. That's a great question, Pat. I'd say a couple of things. One is they need to know this information. They need to see customer data, hear customer stories on a regular basis. We have a program called Closer to the Customer, where all management professionals come and sit with our team members on the front line to learn about the customer experience. They go on a ride along to the customer's house with a technician as we do an install and see what happens. They perhaps spend an afternoon in the store helping out, watching how those transactions happen, how people explain the contracts. And that's how we get, uh, part of how we get our team members all across the organization to be much more in tune with the customer experience. The products that they deliver, how are they being sold? How do we explain them? How do the customers react to them? When we introduce new tools, we have our technology teams that actually on the day that we introduce new tools, they sit in the call centers and watch agents and listen to the interactions with customers. It's all of those things that actually you have to define the behaviors. And I'd say it's all of those things that actually start changing your culture. And when you start changing your culture so that everyone feels accountable, because they're also all measured on it, on shared focused metrics around the customer, then you start changing that culture and culture is mm -hmm. the hardest thing to replicate and it makes it. it a true differentiator. And you make it sound so easy when you describe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Well, it's not easy, but it's the best and the most rewarding thing you can work on. And, you know, a lot of companies, Pat, they think that they can't invest, that they can't invest in the customer experience. And I'd say there's a symbiotic relationship between profitability and working on customer experience. You end up actually being more profitable by working on that. So I'd say to other companies that are really questioning whether they should do it or not is I don't know that they can afford not to. And as a customer, I would agree. 
putting our customer hats on, we we gravitate to organizations mm-hmm. like the Shangri-La story that you shared with us or the Allen story that you shared with us that, that will anticipate what I'm going to need and, you know, speak to that need. Exactly. The payoffs are, are huge for the organization as well. It's, it's serving customers well is actually... Uh, you know, your calls per customer start going down. Uh, the number of complaints start coming down. In the telecom industry, we have a, a national body, the Commissioner for Complaints and Telecommunications. And since we started our journey, we've seen the complaints against TELUS go down 66% since 2011. And we're the lowest provider amongst all the competitors. We have the least amount of complaints. So when customers start sharing your stories, that's the best type of uh, endorsement you can get is a, a social endorsement and your customer attrition starts going down. At TELUS, only 0.9% of our customers leave every month and that's best in the industry. So you start to see there's so many payoffs because customers want to be loyal to a company that takes care of them. Yeah, it speaks to the, uh, you know, the re- recent initiative of customer success that's, that suggests rather yes. than going after new customers and spending all that investment on chasing <laughs> new customers, do a better job keeping the customers that you've got. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. They will reward you tenfold. On that happy note, Arlene, this has been a great conversation and you've been very generous with your time and expertise and I really do appreciate it. So thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. It's been great to chat. Thank you. And for more information on TELUS, go to www.telus.com and uh, watch for Arlene at conferences and customer experience trade shows near you. So thank you again, Arlene. Thanks, Pat. Bye. Of course, you can see Arlene King's full bio in our show notes. And is there a company you'd like to see featured on our show? Shoot me an email or feel free to hit me up on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Pat Purdue. Of course, my email and other contact info are in the show notes as well. Until next time, make every one of your customers' experiences a great experience. Thanks again for joining us.